Hey guys, this is Doug from FellowshipOfTheMartyrs.com. Going to do another video on um, demonology. Uh, first of all, I created a playlist on the YouTube channel where we kind of consolidated a whole bunch of videos that we had previously done that weren't titled, you know, Demonology 101, but are, you know, right in the same area. And turns out we've already got 16, 18, something like that on there on different topics. So uh, urge you to um, visit... Uh, uh, youtube.com slash FOTM1 if that's not how you found us already um, we're trying to get all of these things uploaded to the Fellowship of the Martyrs website and get it fully updated and current but it's been a couple of months since we uh, got videos uploaded there and added to the list of stuff so um, appreciate your patience with us as we try to uh, to grow and manage all the things we have to manage with uh, you know lots of uh, um, volunteers um, but not near as many as we need anyway um, <clears throat> gonna talk right now about the spirit of fear um, the Bible is clear that um, uh, God gave a sound mind and did not give us a spirit of fear well that means that uh, fear is a spirit and it's not from God which means that we need to rebuke it and get it off there are those that say uh, Satan can't afflict Christians. Demons can't oppress or possess Christians. Um, to which I respond, why is your congregation full of people on Xanax and antidepressants and anti-panic and anti-anxiety uh, medicines? If it's a spirit of fear and God didn't give it to us, but you are clearly subject to it, then what is it? Is it, just, is it just your flesh? Because if you come to the conclusion that it's a chemical problem, you are absolutely diametrically opposed to the Word of God. Because God did not say that He gave us a chemical problem of fear. He said that He did not give us a spirit of fear. And He's not talking in some figurative sense. He's talking about a demon. Uh, that is what demons do. They try to kill, steal, and destroy you, your life, your quality of life, your relationships, your business, whatever, by whatever means necessary, and they're very subtle. So they will look for an opening, and they will attack you. If um, it's pride, they'll get you with pride. If it's lust, if it's fear, if it's love of money, if it's it could be something like uh, ministry that isn't the ministry he wants you to be doing, but it looks like a good way to spend your life caring for orphans in some country somewhere but that's not what he wanted you doing but you're not listening to God and willing to obey because he wanted you in Alaska and you'd rather be in Jamaica whatever uh, Satan is very very sneaky and very good at shipwrecking people <clears throat> I uh, again I talk about how I see demons when I talk about seeing demons, I'm talking about seeing them in the spirit, seeing them with spiritual eyes. And that means um, that I know they're there, I know what they look like, um, I know how they're acting, sometimes I can hear what they're saying, um, but it's not necessarily with physical eyes. Now, there have been times when I've seen black things waft across the room or other things with physical eyes, but typically when I'm talking about seeing demons, I'm talking about seeing them in the spirit. 
Uh, I know people that see them in the natural or sometimes see them in the natural, and that's that's a tough one when snakes and frogs and whatever's crawling around your room all the time when you're sleeping and you're seeing them in the natural. That will put you on crack trying to get it to shut off. Um, even so, uh, can be a gift from God that's really beautiful, but is 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 a is a hard one to deal with. Anyway, typically I see a spirit of fear as a snake. Um, it's got uh, big ugly fangs and whatever. Kind of mounts up at the base of the neck, comes out and sits over your head like a periscope, watching whatever you watch. And uh, as with all the other ones that we've talked about, lust and uh, loneliness and other stuff, it puts an eye in front when it whispers to you um, so that you think it's your thought. Uh, they can mimic voices. They know exactly how to sound just like you. They are masters of camouflage, subterfuge, and deception because that's what they do. And they all work for the king of lies. When somebody's having a seance and they call up the spirit of grandma to tell them where she left the will, it's not grandma that they're calling up. It's a demon that was on grandma that knows where grandma left the will because it was on grandma her whole life, following her around, watching her, you know, um, telling her to gossip and whatever. <coughs> anyway, this spirit of fear sits up over their head, watches whatever you watch, watches TV, and, and whispers to you and says, oh, maybe... Maybe your kid could get abducted off the porch. Uh, or maybe you have that disease. Maybe you need to call your doctor today and ask him about Celexa, Workafina, whatever it is. Um, you, you, I, 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 I used to date a girl in college that uh, in a concert she saw a girl lock her knees, uh, blood rushed from her head, passed out, and fell down in the concert. Took down three of the tenors with her, big embarrassment, whatever. And this voice started to whisper, maybe that could happen to me. I would be mortified. I could never come back to this school. And then other stuff started working her over. So every time from then on when she was singing in concert, she would hear this voice. At any moment I could pass out and I would be mortified and it would be humiliating and whatever. And she'd get sick to her stomach and it would get worse and worse and worse. And she would, instead of taking every thought captive grabbing a hold of it, bringing it to obedience with Christ and saying, no, I, I'm not going to go that way. I'm not going to feel that way. I'm not going to hear that anymore. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. She would she would let it keep cycling, cycling until she's in a full-blown panic attack, heart pounding, whatever, in the concert, feeling like she's going to throw up and fall down at any moment and hard to concentrate, hard to give her best performance and whatever um, because of the anxiety of it. Well, it's because they trained her to respond. They, they trained her uh, to, to get the desired result. But the Lord never let it go too far. She never did pass out. She never did fall and embarrass herself and whatever. And we talked about, uh, at the time, uh, because I was a psychology major and I didn't know to deal with things spiritually, we talked about the reality that she was talking herself into this. Um, but she wasn't talking herself into it. I understand now that demons were talking to her and she wasn't taking every thought captive. Uh, she wasn't testing the spirits. It works like this, okay? Um, uh, a train is leaving the station, okay? Um, your, your, your thoughts are a train that, that, you know, we talk about, you know, I lost my train of thought or whatever. Let's just, let's just use that for a minute, okay? 
that train starts chuggity, 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 and then it's going faster, faster, faster. Okay, it's real hard to stop that train when it's going 100 miles an hour. Okay, if you stop that train, if the conductor blows a whistle or somebody says, hey, this lady's not on yet or whatever, he hits the brakes, it's real easy to stop the train when the wheels are just chug, 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 chug. Okay, when he's going 100 miles an hour and that train's a half mile long, it's you've you got to have three, four miles to stop. Okay, that's what Satan understands. Uh, Satan knows that that kind, of, that kind of weight can be used against you, that kind of momentum. So what happens is something starts with something little. Um, a, a voice will whisper, man, I, I, just, I just don't feel right today. Okay, now it's not you, but it'll put an eye in front and you go, Wow, you know, uh, that's true. I my I'm I'm kind of feeling kind of, and then and then the voice says, "Man, my heart is really racing, and and I wonder if I'm uh, I'm having a heart attack or something." And you're like, "Oh, oh, I, you know, I, I think my arm's getting tingly. I, I read that thing yesterday in the paper about, uh, you know, uh, if your left arm gets tingly, maybe you're having a heart attack, and and." You know, it's it's just compounding, and they're going choo 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 choo, trying to get you going more and more and more, and then you're like, oh gosh, my 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 eyesight's going, and and you listen to this voice, you think it's you, and it's not, and it just compounds, compounds until you're in a full blown panic attack, and and then the the the, the chain the train is going chuggity 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 chuggity, and you can't stop, and you got to go to the emergency room and get a sedative and get a shot or something, get you medicated to to get the whole thing to calm back down and get that train stopped. Now, if you had, at the very first turn of the wheels, taken that thought captive and brought it into obedience with Christ, you know, there's always three voices. There's three choices. You, the good guys, and the bad guys. Okay? So you stop. When that first thing comes, that first voice says, man, I'm not feeling so good today. You say, okay. Um... Whatever just told me that, whatever just whispered that, do you acknowledge that Jesus Christ came in the flesh? Well, not exactly. <laughs> okay, no, I ain't listening to you. Okay, seriously, you, you think I'm you think I'm joshing, you think I'm bluffing, but something will answer you. The Bible says, First John four two says that no spirit of antichrist can acknowledge that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. So what'll happen is either you'll hear nothing because it was your flesh and it really was a thought from you. Or you'll hear nothing because it was a demon that you don't have the you know authority to command it to answer or whatever, and you may have to push a little bit. Or it'll be Jesus, and he'll say, yes, I, I did come in the flesh, or yes, I, I do acknowledge that Jesus came in the flesh. In which case you're like, wow, that's Jesus telling me I don't feel too good today. <laughs> okay, Lord, why am I not feeling good today? Well... Your cup's not full. You got something on you. You need to pray. You are interceding for somebody, and that's why I have you all teary and depressed today, uh, because Haiti's about to have an earthquake, and, and I want you to intercede. Whatever, okay? If it's the Lord, there's a reason for it, and He'll explain it to you <clears throat> somehow or another. If you will practice taking every thought captive, if you will practice rejecting the spirit of fear. It will get easier and easier and easier to stop that train before it's going full speed. And you won't need drugs. You won't need uh, uh, straight, straight jackets and, and, and psychologists and psychiatrists and emergency rooms. You just need to deal with things spiritually, see 
that God did not give you a spirit of fear. And your own ego, your own instinct, your own flesh does not want you to be afraid and panicked. It doesn't. You hate that feeling. So something external has trained you to expect that or is imposing it on you. But if you resist, they will flee. That's what the Bible says. If you deal with this stuff as a spiritual problem, not a chemical problem, not post-traumatic stress disorder, not with that. You, you deal with it as Satan trying to kill, steal, and destroy your evening out on the town or your enjoyment of this concert you're singing in or whatever. The first time you preach up on stage and, and there's opportunity there to touch lives but Satan's whispering to you about how nervous you are and how you're going to fail and how you're going to panic and, and how you're going to crumble in front of everybody and maybe you don't know the Bible as well as you should and, and who are you to say anything to anybody you didn't go to seminary okay that's not the voice of the Lord it's not the voice of the Lord he did not give us a spirit of fear so right away tip off number one is that when something whispers to you and its goal is to get you to be fearful it's not Jesus. Okay, fear of the Lord is a different thing. That's awe. That's respect. That's an understanding of his bigness relative to your littleness. That's a different thing altogether than panic. Sometimes people are like, you know, I'm just worried about this thing with my son, and, and, and I'm, just, I, I'm just afraid that he's going to die in this operation, and, and, you know, I just... I'm just not hearing God good, and I'm like, well, I'll tell you what. Let's just pray, and I'm going to hook my antenna to your antenna. Two or more are gathered. There he is among us. I'm just going to put my hand on your shoulder and run a jumper cable from my antenna to your antenna and just, just pray that you would hear real good on this question, okay? You just pray and ask the Lord if he wants you to worry. And they don't even pray. They're like, well, uh, I don't have to pray about that. I know he doesn't want me to worry. Okay, then why are you being so rebellious? Why are you being so disobedient? Because he commanded you not to worry. You know you're not supposed to worry, and here you are worrying. Who are you listening to? Because you're not listening to Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, I'm not going to worry. I'm like, good. Now tell whatever was making you worry to get away from you and go to hell in the name of Jesus. Get back wherever it came from and, and just crush it. You know, just like swamp it with the blood of Jesus. Just, you know, fireball it with the Holy Spirit. Whatever he shows you how. Just just take out all of your frustration that it even messed with your head at all. And just say, in the name of Jesus, get away from me and stay away from me. I ain't playing that with you anymore. When the enemy sneaks in, tries to get you to play footsies with him. First it's just a little thing, and then it's more and more and more until he's ruling your life. He possesses you because every time he whispers, you're afraid. You're, you're... One brother, uh, we went down to pray at this guy's house. Uh, he was staying with a girl that had taken him in that was a friend of his, and she called us to come down and pray. He had agoraphobia, uh, is what the psychologist, whatever psychiatrist, DSM-4R, whatever calls it, and uh, agoraphobia is a fear of open places, a fear of uh, public places, whatever. He could not leave the house. He could not work. He could not drive. He could not go anywhere. He would order a pizza and leave 
the money in an envelope on the front door. The pizza guy would take the money, leave the pizza on the doorstep, and he would peek out the curtains until the pizza driver was down the street, and then sneak his hand out, grab the pizza, slam the door shut. Okay? He was really in a bad way. He was a prisoner to his mind, to this fear. Um, some other stuff, he had a big infection on his leg that he couldn't go and get treated at the hospital because he couldn't leave the house. And if he called the paramedics, they were surely going to race him down to the hospital. He had big, open, infected, uh, uh, diabetic-type wound, swollen up like an elephant leg, stumped down his leg, ugly, pussy, smelly, nasty thing. And he couldn't call the paramedics because they would force him to go to the hospital. And if he left, went out that door, it was going to freak him out. So he's kind of in a catch-22, which is what Satan wants. Um, you should be exercising to get healthy, but you weigh so much you can't exercise, so you might as well just eat more. That's, that's, and, and the demons just cackle and laugh because they have you trapped on all sides. Checkmate. But Jesus is the solution. So we went down and we prayed. He had a spirit of confusion on the side of his head. We're going to do a video about that. Um, Double-mindedness and this infection on his leg and um, uh, and this huge spirit of fear. So we prayed, asked the Lord to clean him off, get it off, grabbed a hold of the spirit of fear, ripped it off, showed him how to get his cup full, keep it full, ripped off the confusion, the double-mindedness, prayed for his leg. Um, the girl that he's staying with calls me a couple days later. Uh, he's out of the house, he's driving, he's getting his job back, he's doing a lot better. Um, his leg is, is getting, it, it drained and it's getting healed. Um, he was able to go get the bandage that he needed um, for his leg. It wasn't like poof, instantly the Lord healed it, but over the next week or so, it was completely healed. Sometimes God heals progressively, not instantly, as the lepers got healed as they went on their way. Or the blind man got healed after the second time Jesus uh, prayed for him and applied mud to his eyes or whatever. Um, anyway, but the, 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 I didn't feel like the leg was the big win. The big win was that the spirit of fear had no grip on him anymore. Um, that he was clear-headed, that he wasn't having headaches anymore, and that he was able to go and be a functioning uh, person and no longer a captive. This is absolutely real. I don't know what psychologist or psychiatrist would have handled him in whatever way they would have handled him and a day later, two days later, he's out free. Okay? Why do I insist on being a Christian and having this worldview? Because it works. Because it works better than atheism. It works better than denominationalism. It works better than Southern Baptists, the Catholics, the whatever. This makes more sense to me, is more coherent and more effective than anything else that I've seen. Um, and we've got people here right now that were hospitalized 10 times in psychiatric hospitals that had endless amounts of drugs and psychiatry and psychology and never had the freedom and the peace and the breakthrough that they had after a couple of weeks here or a month or two months or however long it took for each of them to find that place where the Lord was their strength and the Lord was their defender and the Lord fought their battles and freed them from the things that kept them captive. I want to encourage you Whatever your fears are, whether it's spiders or the loss of uh, your job or, or going outside or that 
whatever it is. Deal with it spiritually. Get your cup full and keep it full. Ask the Lord to get that off of you. You can self-deliver. You can command it in the name of Jesus to get off right now. I ain't playing that. I ain't hearing you anymore. Lord, send an angel and kick his butt. Whatever you got to do, but get him off. I want Jesus. I want the mind of Christ. I want boldness. I want peace. I want gentleness. I want self-control. I want brotherly kindness. I want the fruit of the Spirit. I don't want fear, gluttony, lust, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness. You pray that, God's going to answer it. Stuff's going to change in your life. If you've tried everything else, nothing works, try Jesus. He is the solution. Everything else is an illusion. Lots more on the website at fellowshipofthemartyrs.com. Call us if you need to. Email us at FOTM at fellowshipofthemartyrs.com. Contact information is on the website. We love you. We're praying for you. I pray that the Lord God Almighty will give you whatever strength you have, whatever you need, whatever faith, whatever boldness, whatever authority you need to get free, to send this thing packing and keep it off of you. Slam the door shut so that you can have the mind of Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.